we actually would love for you to do is take a playful approach at thinking about, man, we, we have overcome or gotten sideways about this particular topic quite a few times. We've navigated and found our way, but had we had a little bit of insight on this, it really would have gone differently. <laughs> this, this is the, the Connecting, Connecting Couples, Couples podcast with The Real Emhoffs. I'm Angela Emhoff. And I'm Chad Emhoff, and we're excited to bring to you a series on really the basics in a way of relationship. We've had uh, a premarital course that we've been developing where we have mentor couples that work with our premarital couples as they're going through the program. And some of the mentor couples came to us and said, oh my goodness, I wish I had known this before we started our marriage. I wish we had discussed some of these topics and and had these conversations. So our mentor couples were actually going back and sitting down and and drawing stuff out, making family trees, and doing kind of cool stuff that uh, we've we've been doing with these premarital couples. And it's really cool to see people go back and and really have discussions about things that they've just never talked about. You know, we've we've done a great job, I think, over the last year, talking about pursue, withdraw, kind of setting up cycles. Angela and I, we can respond to each other and, and even know our cycle and know how she pursues or I withdraw, and I'm hoping a lot of you do too. But, but some of these places that we go to, whether it's our family of origin or topics or all kinds of things, sometimes they just get us sideways. They just get us in a bad place. And we really haven't discussed how do you deal with that, which is kind of foundational if you're thinking about therapy, but it really is something we want to make sure we talk about with you in this podcast. It's such a different approach for us when we talk to couples who are just engaged very much early on. They don't think they're ever going to fight. They think everything's going to be happily ever after. Uh, And it's hard for us to sometimes do those conferences because we don't, we want to like ride their love and joy. We don't want to just like be like, by the way, you guys are going to fight each other and be mad sometimes. So we kind of like try to ease them into the very real things that happen in relationship, the very real differences that two people living in a small space come together and have to try to navigate and compromise on and respond to each other and and share and be vulnerable. And it's just tricky. And so as we did that class, we started to realize that when we talk to couples that have been married for a while, when we do our marriage conferences, or even when we launch this podcast, you know, our target audience was couples who were already going to therapy or going to a marriage seminar or trying to work on their marriage, kind of the implication is two, three, five, ten years in. Yeah. And we don't go back and say, hey, when you first got married, what did boundaries look like with your in-laws? How do you navigate topics that, you know, your family of origin didn't talk about well or just different things that we absolutely would address in an engaged couples conference or with a premarital couple that we just kind of avoided with, you know, talking to couples who have already been there for a very long time. So for us, we thought, let's back up a second. Like Chad said, we got great feedback from these mentors going, this is not only great for newlyweds, and I wish we had it, but also we're applying this now to our relationship and it's starting to shift. And so we're excited about this next series. We're going to do it for a while and just really bring topics to you from couples who say, I wish I knew. I wish I knew this when I started. And so that is what this series is all about. I was talking to a guy today, actually, a friend of mine, and he was saying, you know, it's interesting because when you get married, you realize um, all my time is not my own, 
right? Yeah. We start to share all our time. And then he's actually married and he, he's having his first child. And he was like, and not just my time with my wife now, I've also got a kid that, that mm-hmm. takes a lot of my time. And so I, I think that's really practically a place I'd like to start. It's, it's what do we do with our time? What, what do we value? How do we value our time? How do we, how do we share space? How do we share life and, and time? And, and what, what do we do? How do we, how do we choose the things that we do with our time? What do you think about that, Angela? You know, this is a funny one, because if I think about my family of origin, when I was growing up, and even you've seen my family of origin, if I'm going to say in action, my family doesn't really ever stop. They don't slow down. They're constantly working. They're constantly going. They get home from work and in the evening are cleaning, doing laundry, cooking, cleaning. Occasionally, they'll sit down in front of the TV and watch a movie. I mean, that is my family's really into movies. And so that's something that they do. But for the most part, we are always moving. So much so that I remember before I met you, I was dating someone and he asked me the question, how does your family go on vacation? And I was like, what do you mean? And he said, well, do you guys like just kind of casually go on vacation, hang out in the hotel, go to the beach when you want to? And I laughed. I was like, I don't even know what you're talking about. We have an itinerary and every moment of the entire vacation is planned and we get the most out of it. And, and his eyes kind of looked at me like, oh, well, that's different. And I remember, obviously, that relationship didn't end together. uh, But, you know, met Chad, started dating. And and I remember that encounter. And so I pitched to Chad, hey, how does your family vacate? Like, I didn't, had never thought about that question prior to him asking me. But now I realized this is actually a relevant question. Because things like, how does your family rest? Does your family rest? Mine doesn't rest easily. We have to really try hard to rest, which seems counterintuitive, but we do. And so that was something that Chad and I kind of aligned on, but not everybody does. So it's weird, but one of our favorite vacations is to go down to Florida and I have an aunt that lives there, but we'll go down to Florida and we'll rent a car and we'll just drive down the coast. We'll kind of take our time (laughs) without a, without an agenda. It's true. And both and I will, I will say this, we do a ton on those vacations, but it's not like we, it's kind of nice not to have an agenda. I think at this yeah. point in my life, everything is, has an agenda every hour, every minute. It feels like of my day is focused on something or someone. And so sometimes to vacate really meant that me and you found a way to just go and do what we want to. I think though that we had this discussion about whether we like plan every minute or not. And both of us thought, what would it look like for us just to relax? Yeah. So we had a fly in point and an idea. We were going to rent a car and do some stuff, but we really, <laughs> and then we had a time when we knew we had to be back at the airport to, to depart. But the, the time in between every day, it was like, what do you want to do tomorrow? Where do you want to eat today? And we would, I mean, I love smartphones, make things very accessible. We could just Google like petting dolphins or you know (laughs) ski do trip around key west or sunset cruise and whatever it was we could pretty much find it quickly and decide to book it or not and if we didn't want to we didn't have to it didn't feel like oh my goodness we planned this thing and now it's not going well and so that was the first time for us we went okay kind of off book of what our family origin was, where we started creating for us what we wanted. And so this very first episode is really about 
some of the things in your family of origin that you might have brought to the table that you didn't even know. I mean, we talked in our holiday series a little bit about family rules, but really this is like influence of lifestyle how you live, what's important, what are the values that you bring to the table. When I say values, I mean, I'm not only talking about like fundamental values of like faith or whatever the thing is, but even like what's important as far as like eating at the dinner table or watching TV TV or, or how do you go on vacation or what does a day of rest look like if you even do that? Do you know there are practices that you as a as an individual grew up doing and then you get married and in the dating you know you kind of go oh we like the same music or we have some fun dates or we you know we're both foodies that's great and we kind of you honestly when you're dating you'll try just about anything for the person if you're really interested like okay yeah i guess i could try that painting class or whatever Well, we talked in our in our keep dating your spouse series about like okay i'll go to country music and you come to like 90s pop and now we're aligning on our music even though and we like it now but even though that wasn't our direct interest you kind of learn to favor each other's interest but in this area of okay well is there anything that your family values that I didn't know about or that now we have to kind of adjust for ourselves, that's a really big deal. And so that's kind of what we wanted to bring before you. And then what happens with, let's go back to our tendencies, if you're a pursuer or if you're a withdrawer. Because a tendency can be that the pursuer is a little bit more urgent and a little bit more articulate or a little bit louder, and therefore they might kind of feel the need to control or dictate what is actually happening and a withdrawer can really lose the voice in what those things are. So, so trying to navigate this space is really important. And I'll say, man, as a withdrawer, uh, it it is important to really say, Hey, I've got, I I want to do something. I want to do this thing or I need to have this thing. I mean, even, even like for me, I go ride a bike or I go do some things. I'm like, I need those times. If I don't ask for those times, if I don't make it kind of a priority, then it won't happen. Our schedules fill up and our time fills up. And, and if it's something that's good for me or healthy for me, if I don't say that, if I don't ask for it, then I end up resenting Angela about it. and, And I don't do the thing. And she doesn't even know why I'm frustrated with her. She doesn't even know what's going on. And so in my family, if I didn't ask, if I just kind of did, and, and imagine that, right? I leave and go on a bike ride and don't tell her what's going on or that I need the time or what's going on inside me. Then she just feels like I've been, she's been left. Yeah. I've abandoned her or something. And so it, it might be that, you know, we've kind of, and we have, we've all grown up in families, but it might be that these tendencies that we have pursue, withdraw, or even just how we work out, what we do. I'm not saying that it's right or wrong to ask your spouse, Hey, can I go on a bike ride? <laughs> or you should or shouldn't do that. It doesn't necessarily matter to me. Yeah. Um, it's how do you and your spouse communicate about what some of the needs are and what you want on your vacation, on your free time, on your, I I mean, I'm imagining if I sat on the couch, which I, this will never happen. Y'all, if I sat on a couch all day on a Saturday and didn't get off the couch, first of all, I would think he was sick. (laughs) (laughs) Even when I'm sick, it's hard for me to sit that long, but I'm like, we probably wouldn't have worked out. You, it would have been, or if you did, if you sat on the couch and just wanted to watch shows all day on a Saturday, I I would be like, um, I'm going to go do 10 things. So that's just how I work, you know? And so there are people that have different speeds in their relationships. Honestly, I actually admire people who rest 
when they need to rest. We tend to not be that for a whole lot of other reasons as well. But that is one of the things that we really aligned on. And like Chad is saying, we're not saying you do or don't rest or don't rest. But the catch is you usually will be attracted to or partner with People who are aligned in some of these things, like Chad saying, if I was somebody who wasn't kind of a go-getter and did a lot, he, I, I might have felt his pressure to do too much or not enough. There has to be a balance there that we're kind of asking you to consider. And I think for a second, just about a couple of other things, we you know, did that series on the anatomy of a fight and talked about the Colorado trip that we took. If you have joined us for the last year and listened to our series, then maybe you remember this one where we were packing and he casually said, I think I want to bring my bike for a bike ride. And part of, you know, our hope in even doing this podcast is that you can journey with us as we have these conversations that shift our relationship, that shift the way we connect stay secure, bond, respond to each other. And so exactly what Chad is saying, it's not just now I want to go on a bike ride. It's how do I communicate that to my spouse? And so in that episode that we did, he said, I want to go on a bike ride. And internally I imploded. I just was like, so we're going to go visit your family. And you're at some point in the time we're there, just going to like leave me with your family and go on a leisurely bike ride by yourself in the woods. What is, it'll be nice. I I actually said like, (laughs) what do you envision your wife and child are doing during this leisurely ride? You know, like it was, um, just a fascinating conversation for us, for him. And he engaged it. He's like, okay, let me tell you, this is what you'll, you sleep in, or you're going to take a nap, both true on vacation. I do like to sleep and he's going to go on a bike ride during that time. But we navigated that conversation talked about it. I understood a little bit more what he was asking for. He opened up a little bit more about what his needs were. And I did too about what my needs were. And now when we do go on a trip or we do take a vacation, it is easier for us to talk about, okay, what's the downtime? Do you want to go on a bike ride? Are you going to want to take naps in the afternoon or whatever that is? And our, our time together, even on things like vacation goes better because we've had an opportunity to unpack some of those things. And so this is, there's a lot going on in this episode. We're talking about quite a few different things. Let's kind of really hone it in. And what we really want to talk about is influence from your family of origin that is impacting how you and your partner relate. Yeah. I mean, we all bring stuff from our family. And, and so over time that just becomes what we believe is normal or natural or good Right. If, if you're sitting out there and you're saying, I can't believe they never rest, you're probably like or that's probably stressing you out. Or if you're sitting out there going, uh, they drove, they flew to Florida without a plan. <gasps> that's not OK. Right. <laughs> well, that, that you can learn that somewhere. Yeah. You learn that in some place. You, somebody taught you that. And so there really isn't a right or wrong with most of what we're talking about. But we do want to make sure that we go, oh, wait, did, where did that come from? Yeah. What influence is this? You know, was it the fact that my my parents always had a plan or never had a plan yeah. that makes me so comfortable doing things like this or being spontaneous? And is that right or is that wrong? And and so can we give ourselves and give our, our spouses a little bit of space to 
to kind of have their own way of thinking about it and then have a discussion about it. I want to bring up a few more topics because this has actually been happening in our relationship. We are selling the house that we're living in. We're yep. moving into a different house in a neighborhood where we have other friends, where our daughter's going to have playmates. There's a shift that has happened based on our conversation of what our value is. And this conversation has really been prompting a lot of even what we want to have you guys have a conversation about because our daughter's also starting kindergarten in the fall and we started talking about what is important to us. And Chad really brought forward like education is important. I really want her to make sure that that is whichever, you know, wherever she goes or wherever she's at, we want to be involved in the education process. We want to be involved with what she's learning. So I'm like, oh, okay, that's great. And I actually like that too. I'm glad we're having a conversation about this. I wanted to make sure she had friends, you know, like yeah. what, it, what mattered. I got bullied when I was in I grade school. I care about school. friends was, too. It was hard, <laughs> you know? And so we had this conversation about what values matter to our family for us to instill in our little girl. That's a heavy hitting conversation to have. Yeah. We had a conversation about you know, buying a house and selling a house. And, I, you know, I grew up with parents who often bought houses, but my first marriage wasn't really a financially stable one. And early on with Chad and I, we didn't have a whole lot of money to even consider buying a house. And so we rented. As a matter of fact, Chad talked too about how often in our past, once we became adults, we rented. The, the reason I bring that up is because as we talk even to engaged couples, there are engaged couples who are renting for years. And there are other people who are like, I want to have a lower costing wedding so that I can buy a house because that's a good long-term investment. Things like money, do you align? Things like values around where you, you know what matters to your family or what matters to your kids, do you align? Things like I mean, literally, you said not necessarily like ethics or religion, but ethics. Also those. Religion. Yeah. You know, all the, there are so many topics uh, that, that we could we could try to cover. And actually, in the next episode, next we're series, going we're going to, start to break some of those down. Some of these. But man, just to have the conversation of like, how do we start to talk about this? Can I start to see the vacation that goes the wrong way for my style yeah. every single time, not as a problem with my spouse, but as something that maybe in this case, Angela learned. Yeah. And can we have a discussion about where she learned that? And would it be okay for us if I need something different to go to Florida and not have a plan? And the reason we bring up vacation is obviously this episode is launching at the beginning of the summer or already into the summer, lots of people going on vacations. And so we have been listening to people planning vacations, what they're going to do, how it goes. Going to see their family. Can't tell you how many people go on vacation, finally take a deep breath and get in a big fight and their vacation's ruined. Boom, blows up. Yeah. Yeah, it's a bad deal. <laughs> yeah. So we really uh, want to bring topics to you that are relevant and that really matter to your relationship and help you navigate things that we want you to enjoy, like vacation, like the holidays, like raising kids, like having sex, yeah. like things that are valuable to your relationship. But sometimes we get our wires crossed and we just don't enjoy the experience. And that's really it not only is it very normal and happens in all relationships, but it's something that we feel like if we provide you with the right conversation or the right resources that we can help you navigate that differently. And so this first episode in this series of really unpacking what we wish we knew is really, let's talk about the connect point for a second, which is, can you sit down with your partner and say, there is one thing I wish that I knew before we got married 
and it would have made such and such go easier. Whether that was like holiday or family planning or what you felt about politics or vacations. vacation. <laughs> yeah. And not a huge dive into. Don't make this your biggest fight ever. No. Yeah. But just that we want you to be aware that you guys have already navigated disagreements or differences. And, and we're going to get into, as this series continues, conversations that look like this. Okay, vacations aren't going as well as I'd like them to. What can we do to shift them so that they can start going better? How can I be heard? How can I articulate my experience and be heard? And how can you respond to it and vice versa? So with whatever the topic is that comes up in your heart or in your mind that you think, yeah, I wish I, I knew. Yeah. What we actually would love for you to do is take a playful approach at thinking about, man, we, we have overcome or gotten sideways about this particular topic quite a few times. We've navigated and found our way. But had we had a little bit of insight on this, it really would have gone differently. <laughs> That's what Good we're stuff. hoping for. We want to bring awareness to the fact, A, that you've already overcome a lot. It's why you guys are doing well together. It's why you're still together. It's why you're even investing in your relationship by listening to something like a podcast. But there are topics in your relationship that still can be addressed where you can be heard or your partner could be heard and you guys can align a little bit better on. And we just want to bring some up for you to do like almost like a litmus test. Like, hey, here's this. How do you land on it? How can you talk about it? And if it's an easy conversation with your partner, great. And if it's a conversation that needs a little bit of work, also great. Let's have those conversations. Yep. So what we want you to do is sit down and pick one thing that you wish you had known about this marriage. Really, I'd love for you to be able to focus in on kind of something that you thought, man, I didn't know that about me. That's a great place to start. But if, if you're thinking, man, there's other things out there, it's, it's okay to kind of broaden that a little bit about vacation or, or be, a, be a big topic. Um, but take the time to do that. Take the time to look at this and have a discussion about it. Really, man, it's such an honor to be on this journey with you that you include us in your relationship. We really do value uh, the opportunity to have input in your life. If you like this, if this is doing good things for your relationship, please rate us on Google. Give us a, a thumbs up on YouTube or however you listen to us. Take the time, if you haven't already, to just say something about this podcast. Share it with a friend. Let somebody know that we're doing this because this is how we help people. This is, this is one of the ways that we get in front of people. And this content, I think, is important. Thank you so much for checking this out. And we'll come back to you next week with another episode.